0: Everybody loves McDonald's fries. So,
1: yes, you accused your mom of stealing some of your fries on the way home. Um, But the bag did feel a little light. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.
2: This is information we were not supposed to have. Slavery was yeah. a business. And in order for that business to operate as masterfully as it did, and all of the other businesses <laughs> that were as a part of the slave trade right the industries we had to be disconnected they had to disconnect us if you don't know your name if you can't speak your language if you can't honor your ancestors if your family is constantly being torn apart through sales or death yeah then you aren't rooted. You are that brook, that Chinese brook. You are that that Chinese tree that we started off the show with. And so we now have the opportunity to reconnect. And when you have the opportunity to reconnect, you must reconnect because you will always have a void. If you don't know where you're from. you don't, don't know where you're you don't know where you you don't
3: know where you well, Welcome to Wow Black, a seriously opinionated podcast bringing you the real and raw on anything happening while Black. If Black culture's there, we're there. If you're pissed or empowered, then let's talk about it. Right with us on this all-Black everything.
4: Everybody, welcome back to Wild Black. Welcome back, party people. We have got an amazing show for you today. And, you know, I'll just start it with this. Like 76.5, the number 76.5. I know you don't know what I'm talking about right now, but you're going to get it. It's just a number. At least that's, that's what I found out. It was a number that I was desperately excited about. I couldn't wait to receive it. I thought it was going to be the the start to a journey that was going to answer so many questions that I have. But that number quickly turned out to be a disappointment. Because what I learned is something that each of you listening to my voice right now already know, that it's just a number. 76.5, void of any context, is simply another number that doesn't mean anything. It's a simple, nondescript, basic number that for a few short seconds held promises to the answers of the questions that I had, but it quickly let me down. And even as I say the word "what basic, what comes to mind is the number of basic things that so many people groups take for granted. Who who are you? Where where do you come from? How easily so many of these groups can weave the journey of their story and their history, even some of their oldest, how quickly that tapestry can form. Their number isn't 76.5. I don't know what it is. 92, 96, maybe 99.9. And, and their number comes with a context and stories and histories and lessons and answers. Their number comes with definitive traceable marks. And and when they're lucky, a family crest. My number at 76.5 failed me in more ways than I knew a number could. I thought it would bring me answers. I thought it would come bearing gifts like Maybe my, my surname or my tribe or my region or my nation. Gifts like my ancestral essence. But it came as empty as I was. No answers. Nowhere in sight. But that number did exactly what it was supposed to do. The number numbered. It was me who had missed the mark. For me, the number 76.5, you've probably guessed what it is by now. But it's the number that represents the percentage of my heritage that's tied back to Africa someplace on the west side of Africa. That's all I know. I am 76.5 sub-Saharan, I think is exactly what it says. And it left me frustrated. All it told me was something I already knew. I'm black and my roots are African, but deep in my heart and at the top of my mind, someplace I wanted to know more. And, And that's what this conversation is about today. It is about the steps that we can take to truly learn more than 76.5. And this intro, while long, was probably one of the easiest I've done because it came directly from my heart. This is something that I live. This is something that I feel. This is something that I'm desperate to improve. That 76.5 is not enough. Where are my answers? Where is my family? Where is my heritage? Where is my lineage? Who are my people? Why am I the way that I am? And we have got a guest today who's going to help us find our way to those answers. So I'm going to shut up for a minute, but I'm going to talk again. (laughs) I want to welcome Gina Page, co-founder and president of African Ancestry to Wild Black. Gina, welcome to the show. And thank you for bearing through that preaching moment that I had.
2: Listen, that was the best intro. Like, the first two times, <laughs> I didn't know what you... But, at, like, on the third time, I was like, oh, those are his percentages. <laughs> that, thank yeah. you. Thank you for having yeah. me. I'm happy to be here. And I'm ready to... I feel like, yeah, let's go. Forget that 76.5. <laughs> I'm glad you said it, because I usually say that.
4: <laughs> well, for, for me, it was it was honestly... And, and listeners, you know, I know we're already out of format. We're going to get to the wild black shit, I promise you. But I'm not kidding when I say, like, I had so much wrapped up in the expectation of that number. And I was so let down when all I saw was 76.5 sub-Saharan. Right.
2: What
4: what am I going to do with that? I knew that already.
2: Right. You don't need Maybe I was DNA a little surprised
4: that it days. wasn't 80. Right. I didn't need that. I didn't need to swab my mouth. I didn't need to pay the particular company. I didn't need to wait the six weeks or the eight weeks. I knew that already. And to be honest, I'm not trying to be funny or, or angry. But when they told me about my Irish, my Irish ancestry and my European, like oh, I didn't care. I, I needed to know more about me, like. Why I look the way I look, why my nose is the way it is, why I am an entrepreneur, why I'm a fighter. Like, I wanted to know more of that. I wanted to know my tribe, my people. Like I, Maybe a crest if we had one, but just tell me who I am. And that number didn't do it. It failed me. It failed me miserably. But look, I could preach and talk about that all day long <laughs> because it's real. I really feel that way. But we got to get into this wild black shit. I am so ready for these questions. Art, right, brother, it's all you, man. Indeed,
0: indeed. You know what? I was sitting here thinking, I said, this brother came out with 76 point something. I'm first, my first thought was millions. That's what's on his mind it's a whole bunch of money. And then I said, okay, <laughs> um, I know where we're going. I know where we're going. Wild black shit. All right. First question. Now, you know, it's some behaviors that's really blackety black, 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 black. Right? Like like we have heat black. Now, out of these, and I'm going to list a few of them, I need you to tell us which one is most likely traceable all the way back to the West African lands that we that many of us derive from. <laughs> <laughs> Here we go. She already knows what's one. coming. <laughs> mm-hmm. Oh, gosh. Okay. you dancing and you smack when we eat something good. The second one. Running, if we see another black person run, so it's like pew, and then everybody black running with the with the black person. Oh
3: gosh.
0: Mm-hmm. That's the second one. Third one, reminding the children that's in our presence that they smell like outside and they need to go back outside or take a bath and sit down.
2: Okay. So which one of those goes directly back to Africa? Mm-hmm. The first one, dancing and, and dancing smacking, and smacking, dancing we eat. smacking when mm-hmm.
4: when something good, when it's good. Mm-hmm. Okay. I was okay. holding out hope for the oh. running when we see other black people run because Lord knows that is ingrained. Oh, we gonna we gonna run.
2: Yeah, I feel like that <laughs> one though comes from that comes from after we were taken. I think that Probably. one comes oh. from once, once we got here.
0: Probably so. Oh, look at that. We should, yeah, you know what? The next so. time right. we ask this it. question, it's going to be, give us the region of each one of them. <laughs> 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 All right. This is this is the second question.
4: Okay.
0: Rank these in your order of preference. And these are movies. Roots, 10, 12 Years a Slave, The Book of Negroes, Birth of a Nation. I think that's Queenie, right? And then Amistad.
2: One is the best, right. right? Like, one is the top.
4: Yeah, yeah. Okay. One is the yeah.
2: top. Amistad, them Roots, Book of Negroes. And
4: queen, Book of Negroes, okay. 12 Years a Slave.
2: Queen. Birth of a Nation. 12, Birth of a Nation, and then 12 Years a Slave.
4: Who needs an alarm in the morning when
1: McDonald's has sausage, egg, and cheese McGriddles and a breakfast cutoff? Ba da ba ba ba. All
4: right, and listen, for anyone who is not familiar with a movie on that list, go watch it or go read it and then come back and talk to us again. Immediately.
2: But I didn't see Birth of a
4: Nation. Immediately go,
2: I need to see it.
4: Yeah.
0: All right, third question, signature question. What do you love most about Life While Black?
2: You know, the first thing that comes to mind is when you're listening to music, when there's music on and all the black people are like this, like black people don't sit still when we hear music. Mm -hmm. That's the first thing that comes Mm -hmm. to mind. I love the fact that we are responsible for all the best music, for all the music. And we make, we make amazing music. And I'm from D.C. I'm a 20th century hip-hop loving chick, but go-go is all through my spirit and soul.
4: <laughs> and, and and music is it. like the soundtrack to the world's memories, and, and, and it stems from us. So I absolutely love that answer. We're going to jump into the dope quote. And as I told you before we turned on the mic, the dope quote is something from science or religion or history or entertainment, and it has significant relevance to the topic that we're talking about today. Uh, And today's dope quote is is oddly not from the mouth of someone black. It's actually a Chinese proverb. And what it says is, to forget one's ancestors is to be a brook without a source, a tree without a root. When you hear that, what comes to mind for you?
2: Something that I say all the time, that we're the original victims of identity theft. Mm. And... When you don't know where you're from, you can't know who you are. So that's mm. being the tree without the roots. That's being the brook without the source.
4: I love. I love how you just. We are the original victims of identity theft. Yeah. And that that brings a question that we're gonna we're gonna get to shortly because that you just you just sparked the thought in my head. We're, we're gonna come back to that. We we kind of we want to jump in right. And so since we're talking about ancestry today and. When we think about ancestry, we're thinking about family, right? Who are our people? So I, I figure a pretty cool place to start would be asking you this question from your perspective, dealing with ancestry and the detailed way in which you do, what does family mean to you?
2: Wow. So I have so many families. I have my nuclear family. <laughs> I have mm-hmm. my um my family, you know, on my mother's side and my father's side, I have my extended family that includes people that I've chosen. And then I have my African ancestry family. So that's the over a million people who have chased their roots with mm-hmm. us. So for me, family is a group of people that you are connected to either biologically, that you, right either biologically or you've chose to be connected to uh socially and um they are the they are it's a group of people that you care about and who cares about you
4: yeah. family is bigger and deeper than blood mm-hmm. right we have we have choices i've got i've got family i was born with and i have got family i have been lucky enough to adopt along the way and i have been adopted by family along the way and you know when we when we when we think about about family, just in general, right? We we see family go through emotions. We see them happy. We see them sad. And understanding is something that brings emotions to people. And in this space of of understanding, like our heritage and our ancestry, when there's so many blocks in place, and as badly as so many of us want these answers. What emotions do you see come out the most as people get them? Is it more elation? Is it joy? Is it sadness? Is it tears? How do people react when you give them these answers?
2: All those different ways. They react all of those ways. So (laughs) it really depends on what the answer is. And it depends Mm. on why they were, what their motivation was for seeking the answer. So, for example, if you've always wanted to know where you're from, like you, not the 76.5%, mm-hmm. but the people and right. the place and the, the culture and the practices and the traditions and the values and the beliefs, all those things, then when you get the answer, it's overwhelming. It's like, whoa, okay, yeah. wait a minute. I didn't, people are just, they're almost stunned, like, whoa, Um if you're taking it because you've always thought you were from a certain place, or you feel a connection to a place, or you've had people say, Oh, you look like you're from here, you look like my cousin from there, then um, when you get the answer, you can be you might be excited, you know, just like screaming and hollering. Um, for some people, they're tears because they're feeling the the heaviness. Of all the people who came before them who don't have the information, or um, you know, just the 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 honor, like the sense of honor that you feel, and the pride that you feel when you get it, and then there are people who are pissed. Like like I think mm. you kind of were. <laughs> you didn't really. I don't remember if you actually said you were pissed, but when you don't want to know. Or is something that you don't like because our results don't always come back African as evidenced by your, what's that, 23.5% that wasn't African. So yep. it's the whole range yep. of emotions. I can tell you that when I yeah, do a that- reveal, like when I tell someone their ancestry in person, I usually am the one who ends up crying. Oh, <laughs> be And that's because of the ancestors. I've I've figured out it's the ancestors working through me. It's not because I'm sad or because I'm overly happy. I think it's just I'm doing the ancestors work and that's how it comes out.
4: Yeah. There are a bunch of things that I want to get into today, but I think we, we kind of have to start at the beginning and build up a little bit. Your background is not genetics. It's, it's not ancestry. How the hell did you get here?
2: Okay, I'm going to tell you the real. So um, my business partner is a geneticist. I'm going to tell you the the, uh, politically correct answer. So my business partner is a geneticist. He's a renowned geneticist in Atlanta now, Dr. Rick Mm -hmm. Kittles. And he was doing this research. And when the community found out that he was able to pinpoint African ancestry to a present day country and ethnic group specificity, he got inundated with requests so he he want he knew that mm. he needed to commercialize his research and so we were introduced by a colleague at Howard and that's when we decided that we would um partner and that i would commercialize his research so for me for him it was he's always wanted to know where he was from he's done these years of research to you know to hone the ability to make the um, to do the analyses but for me it was the opportunity to use the skill set that I that I developed through education through corporate uh, marketing experience to bring to market a product that has never existed before ever in life for mm-hmm. the benefit of a group of people that I the group of people that I'm passionate about which is black people yeah
4: When I hear you talk about something that had never been done before, it brings me to the question of why not? Because if, and and this is a big if, if I understand anywhere near how and why you all do this, it's the fact that you all have the largest database of genes that originate from the continent of Africa, Africa, and that when we submit our DNA, you then cross-reference our DNA with this pool of DNA and find the similarities yeah. or the exact matches and say, mm-hmm. because you match with this, therefore you are from here. These were your people. This was your tribe. If if I have that anywhere correct, why didn't exist? Why, why doesn't 23andMe do that? Why doesn't Ancestry.com do that?
2: Okay, well, thank you. That's a great question. We were the first. <laughs> so there was no Ancestry.com when we started 20 years ago. There was no 23andMe. did not know that. When we started 20 oh, years wow. ago. Oh, wow. So we oh, literally, shit. we are the pioneers. Created the industry. Exactly. For Black people. Now, there were there was one other wow. company domestically that existed, but they all they would tell Black people is that you're African. It wasn't even about percentages. It was just... Your maternal ancestry is African. So why didn't they do it? Science, like many things, um, is created or research is created out of personal interests. So if someone has a family member who's suffering from leukemia, then they're going to, a scientist mm-hmm. is going to do leukemia-related research. Dr. Kittles, my business partner, he's a black man. So he was researching, he researches prostate cancer.
0: Everybody loves McDonald's fries. So yes,
1: you accused your mom of stealing some of your fries on the way home. Um, but the bag did feel a little light. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.
2: So it's very personal. And so there were no Black people who said, who were scientists, who said, I want to know where I'm from in Africa, and then took the steps to commercialize it.
4: Wow. First off, I I feel bad. I did not know that you all came before everyone else. And I already marked that as a clip, because I know that a lot of people don't know that. So that's going to be a promotional clip. We already know that. But- (laughs) What I heard you say in there, (laughs) one, I I loved it, but it, it gives me so much trouble. And here's why. Because what I have to believe is that if you all were able to do that, and then these other companies with all this market share came behind you and were able to do that for their people, what it tells me, and again, maybe I'm wrong, is that their lack of interest in Black people historically and globally was so severe that it pointed them in a direction to ignore the capitalistic opportunity to at least make money by connecting those bridges for us. They chose to forego the dollars they could have gotten from this community by providing that service and follow their own interests. Like that's to me, that's
2: well that's,
4: that that's wild. Is that right?
2: So let me let me just revise that a little bit. So
4: Revise they, away.
2: They did. Target black people, but they targeted mm. black people not understanding black people, not understanding the consumer mm. need. So the consumer need gotcha. is to tell you, you you just define 76.5. You want to know specifics. Mm-hmm. Well, Where? they just figure it's enough for you to know the 76.5 mm. and you and it worked because you bought their test. Yeah. But what happened is yeah. Yeah. they actually monetize your DNA. So mm. when you send your DNA to them, you've given them permission to research it, to sell it, to share it.
4: Mm-hmm.
2: And they're making a lot of money. 23 mm-hmm. andme 20 ended 2022 with $553 million in cash.
4: Let me hold some. And
2: they lost 217 million dollars and still ended up with 553 million dollars in cash. So they they just decided to market differently to black people, yeah. and for the black people that they've that have taken the test, it worked. And see, when you have enough DNA of black people then mm-hmm,
4: mm-hmm, you can
2: solve mm-hmm. all of the issues for the everyone. Mm-hmm. Which mm-hmm, is why, mm-hmm, I, mm-hmm. as we see Henry, You're talking Henrietta
4: Lacks and stuff exactly. now.
2: Exactly. And so yeah. mm-hmm. they made out. But we don't yeah. monetize yeah. So our customer's DNA because we are us, yeah. right? We're FUBU. And so yeah. we knew that if we came out saying we're going to, um, 20 years ago, We're going to give us your DNA, and then we'll tell you where you're from in Africa, and then we're going to keep it and do some other stuff. We wouldn't be here today talking. It just wasn't going to happen. So we don't make any money after you buy our test. You buy our test, Mm. we give you your result, and then we destroy your DNA, which is not, you know, from a business perspective, we... There's some questions about why we do that, right? But it's because we know right. our customer. We know black people. And and we we want yeah. our mission is to help black people transform the way we view ourselves and the way we view Africa. And if we're gonna if us yeah. keeping your DNA prevents you from having that information, then we're not gonna keep it.
4: What I heard wow. was I that think that is amazing. It's even it's even worse than what I thought. It's 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 worse than them ignoring us. They didn't. They marketed to us and gave us a substandard product exactly. knowing that. Exactly. And so so I love what you just said about how you all handle the DNA. And it takes me back to the question that I developed when, when you said we were the original victims of identity theft. What it made me think is we absolutely are. And, and because of our history with leaders and organizations and clinical trials and, and all these different things. Not only were we not only was our identity stolen and our history hidden, but our genes were stolen, right? Our DNA was stolen. Research was done on us with without reward, without care. We just talked about the father of modern modern gynecology a few episodes ago mm. and the the horrendous the horrendous things that he did to enslaved women. But now when you fast forward to to present day, we have that history of of distrust and mistrust. And, and, and then we sit and we look at a DNA company and we, we all read the stories and hear the things that say, these DNA companies are working with law enforcement and all these things are happening. So you don't know how good it feels to hear you all say, we're destroying this at the end of the day. Now I get it from a business standpoint, you gotta say, well, are you losing additional streams of revenue, right? What, what are the derivatives that we could be generating <laughs> to bring in more money and do even because more? And I, I know the capitalism is, right, exactly. Well, How did you and, all land there?
2: And not only, not just the capitalistic side of it, but if we kept the DNA and we researched it, now instead of just giving you information as a black person, that helps with your psychological well-being around identity and belonging in place, we could be helping you um, with your physical well-being by by researching mm-hmm. yeah. um, things that would help oh. with the d- diseases that disproportionately affect our community. So it's not it's not just a capitalistic. Um, Benefit, but there's a yeah. there's a societal benefit for Black people specifically yeah. that we yeah. aren't taking advantage
0: of today. Yeah, I'm I'm so pleased to hear that you the, the 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 fact that you all destroy the data as a component of how you operate is one of the reasons that. So I didn't know that, and I am so pleased with that because that is one of the reasons I have been so skeptical about anyone using my DNA in any way outside of what I've what I've directly authorized. So I've, I've never done a test because of that very thing. And just because of what you have just mm-hmm. said, I will be executing that for me and my wife because I, mm-hmm. I, I love the fact that you all are doing that. And I think that is an advertisement in itself to individuals who think and have knowledge such as me and exactly aligned to what you just shared. Now, in, mm-hmm. in that... Same vein, like that next line of thinking is the real power of the DNA. Do you all have plans to kind of, at some point, enter into the research to help on the, let's say, the medical side or the 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 side where it it could give you more insight into things in your history?
2: Yeah, that from an
0: ailment standpoint.
2: mm -hmm. So it would be the field of precision medicine, and um, we definitely want to our our position is that we've spent 20 years building the trust of our community by handling all of their information with respect and integrity not just the DNA but even the results like we I was just talking with yeah. a sister last night and her son took the test and I I knew her son took the test she knew her son took the test but he's you know he's down there in Atlanta and she's up here and she's like well can you tell me what the results were and I'm like no I can't Because I've signed a, you know, I've entered into a a confidentiality agreement with your son, even though it's your result too, I can't do it. And so Mm -hmm. um, we've built the trust, we hope, we believe, that will allow us to now um, introduce new products that would require your consent to use the, you know, research Without, you know, with what do you call? I'm I'm losing my language now. But anonymously, so we would never say mm. this is arts DNA. Um, <clears throat> yeah. Excuse me. So we we are moving in that direction for sure. But it's going to take the community's support, right? Yeah. Another thing yeah. I wanted to just say about DNA, if you don't mind. A lot of this people. Is y- this is your world.
4: As- Tell us everything. <laughs>
2: Um, A lot of people feel, I've heard people say to me, just even on the street, you know, well, I, you know, I'm just not giving away my DNA. I'm not letting anybody do anything with my DNA. And I say, well, have you ever given blood? Have you Mm -hmm. ever taken a urine test? Right. Have you You ever been at a, a teaching hospital in the ER or gone to the doctor or whatever? So your DNA is out there. And you've given your DNA willingly because the value of the information that you're going to get in return, the job, (laughs) helping somebody else who needs blood, whatever it is, right, the test results, is worth it to you.
3: When something happens to your kitchen, you might say,
0: This is ludicrous.
2: knowing where your family was before the transatlantic slave trade is of value to you, then you won't not do it because you're worried about what's going to happen to your DNA. On top of the fact that we already told you we're not doing anything with your DNA. So I want people to think about that because- not you necessarily, but there's sort of this group think that I'm not giving nobody my DNA, but your DNA is already out there right yeah for most of us yeah you
4: know, you know that that kind of it takes me to this this misunderstanding that so many of us have with the way system works in general right you the, the same argument can be made for DNA and personal history credit history. The, the moment you give blood, the moment you do a drug test, that's been given away. The moment you get a, a loyalty card at a retailer, the moment you swipe a credit card anywhere, the moment yeah. you use your digital ID to do anything, we have a, a constant misunderstanding with how systems work. And so the next question I want to ask you is you shared from a business standpoint how you all do business. I love it if you can go into the science a little bit. I did a very simplistic job of how I understood it, but how does the science work when it comes to DNA matching?
2: So you did an excellent job, actually. I was like, I'm going to have to go back and listen to this and steal some of his... Um, <laughs> so <laughs> <laughs> but You're
4: um, just trying to I, make me feel good now.
2: No, I'm not, because in general, that's exactly how it works. But I would like to explain how ours works more specifically, um, and then if yes. you have Dr. Kittle's back on, you'll see the difference between a scientist explaining it and a marketer <laughs>
3: explaining
2: it. But anyway,
4: well, look, th- that that invitation is wide open to him. He can absolutely come. <laughs> we are. We would absolutely love it. Don't don't put that on us. We the door of the church <laughs> is wide open. Won't you come?
2: So we talked about family. So in your family. <laughs> in your mm-hmm. family you have two parents so that's two lineages two branches of the tree right then you have four grandparents so now you have four branches of your family tree then you have eight great-grandparents so that's eight branches of your tree so it it keeps increasing exponentially right we go back nine generations there's over a thousand branches of your family tree nobody can tell you about all of those branches. So what we do is we look at one branch of the tree at at a time using DNA that you still have today in every cell of your body that's the same as that woman, your mother's 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 mother, who was captured and stolen from the West Coast of Africa. And then we compare, because that DNA never changed. It's called mitochondrial DNA. It never changes. So you have the exact same mitochondrial DNA as your great, 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 great 500 to 2,000 years ago. And so we use that DNA and we compare it to that same mitochondrial DNA from over 33,000 African people across the continent, but mainly from West and Central Africa. And so we didn't just Make up some regions, like in the test you took, but Dr. Mm-hmm. Kittles worked with historians and anthropologists to understand which populations contributed to the transatlantic slave trade, and those are the people. Those are the groups of DNA that we have in our database, which is eleven times larger than any other company's African database. So that's how it works. And then that's mother to mother to mother to mother. We also trace father to father to father to father. And so the two of you have what's called a Y chromosome. I don't have one. They're passed from father to son, father to son, and so on. So you have the exact same Y chromosome as that man- 500 to 2,000 years ago, who who is on your paternal line, and so again we do that same sort of comparison. The uh, so is that clear? Very am I am I clear on that? Okay, so now what very, the other very. companies do is they don't look at the yellow or the blue. I'm well, the the maternal line or the paternal line. They look at all of the DNA that got mixed together. And did change, and when it changes, then you can't make as su- you can't get specific ancestry answers. So that's the difference. We don't give percentages. We say like for um, trying to think of someone um, like Chadwick Boseman, Black Panther, T'Challa. Mm-hmm. His maternal ancestry we found among the Limba people living in Sierra Leone today. Or like for me, my father took a paternal test because I don't have that Y chromosome. And we share Mm -hmm. paternal ancestry with the house of people living in Nigeria today. And the other thing I'll say is what makes ours so powerful is only one person on that branch has to take a tree, uh, uh, take a tree, has to take a test. (coughs) And then the results are the same for everybody who's a descendant on that branch. Wow! So when you do it, your kids don't have to do it. Your siblings don't have to do it. Your mother and her siblings don't have to do it. Your cousins, your grandmother—you've done it for all of them.
4: Wow! So
2: <laughs> and so, it's a it's a gift that you have that you you receive for yourself that you then share with the rest of the family.
4: Oh, that that, that brings wow. two things for right. me. One, and from a business sustainability standpoint how i don't even know how to say it but like how how do you as a business survive when the level of goodwill and lack of focus on capitalism is so high that only one test is needed for that entire line and then the dna is destroyed and like again we are, yeah. We're black folks here, but we are still in this country. So capitalism and and that is built into us. And that aspect of me, the aspect of me that that went to business school struggles with the concept. We don't have to dive yeah. into that. I just wanted to bring it up.
2: Well, but it's easy. It's, it's fairly easy because you don't just, once you find out one branch of your tree, then you want to know another mm-hmm. one. Right? Yep. So I, okay. I got my okay. maternal yeah. line and then I got my family. Paternal line, but then my father wanted to know his maternal line, and his, my mother yeah, wanted to know her you. paternal line. So there's still other lines to be traced, and there are other products to you. be sold, like travel, for example. So, but oh, yes, I, I was gonna we, go we are. It's hard. It's hard because you have to convince yeah. people to um, that they need more than one test. And you, you know what? See, yeah. this whole business model is hard. Because first of all, there are people who don't yeah. believe that we're African.
4: Mm.
2: Then they don't believe it's important. There are those who may believe that we're African, but don't believe that it's important to know where in Africa we're from. Mm. And then there are those who don't believe that DNA can answer that question. Mm. And then mm-hmm. there are those who think that white people can tell them for $99 and... Black. The black company is charging too much.
4: Do those people also believe the world is flat?
2: <laughs> I don't know. I, I don't know just, how you. Just can
4: checking. I just had to ask. <laughs> so it, it's a wow. it's a it's a complex
2: business. It's a complex sales and marketing um, challenge. Yeah. And when you're a small yeah. business and yeah. you have limited resources, then you know you come up against this. You've never heard. We've never heard of you. We didn't even know you existed, yeah. which is why we're so grateful when platforms like you guys have um, help us to spread the word um, because that's how I small mean, businesses grow.
4: Yeah, I, I think we are probably equally, if not more so grateful for the time that you you, you spend here to, to clarify and to help us like really understand what this is. And that's actually where I want to go next. We've, we've talked about the how, we've talked about the business model, but now I'd love to talk about the customer experience, the inputs that are required, and the how, and the timeline, as well as the cost and the output. What do I do? do? What do I give you? How long Mm -hmm. does it take? What comes back? What can I do with it?
2: So we have a test kit, and inside the test kit are swabs that are like Q-tips, you just swab the inside of your cheek, and then you return the swabs to our lab in confidential packaging. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. The lab does its thing. Our science team does their thing. And and then everything happens on a digital uh, online portal. So you activate your kit online. You'll be, you'll get updates about the status of your swabs online. And then you'll notify it online when you have your results.
1: at participating McDonald's.
2: And then you're given Mm. um, the present day African country and ethnic group. We provide resources that people don't even bother with. They just go straight to Google (laughs) to look up the people (laughs) and the place.
4: Um,
2: We have an online community on Facebook that has over 10,000 people in it. So in there, people are sharing resources and information coming together in groups. You know, sometimes they do this trivia where it's the the Mende of Sierra Leone against the T-car from Cameroon, those kinds of things. And then we have, (laughs) uh, so each test is $299. Um, Again, it's one test can be, you know, you take that result to the family reunion and half the people at the family reunion Mm -hmm. now know one of their, the ancestry of one of their lineages. Um, we offer a firm so people can <clears throat> manage their payments that way. or people chip in, right? You have a few brothers and sisters, mm-hmm, everybody mm-hmm. chips in and get the matriarch to take the matriarch of the family to take the test. Um, and then we now have African ancestry family reunions, which are specially curated birthright journeys home. And so we've taken people home to Sierra Leone. And in Sierra Leone, they now offer citizenship to people who can prove that their maternal or paternal ancestry is from one of the Sierra Leonean ethnic groups. We've taken people home to Ghana. And then this year, we're going And on Saturday, actually, we're going to Cameroon with about 30 people. We are also going this year to um, Senegal and uh, Equatorial Guinea and Gabon, in addition to Sierra Leone and Ghana. So that's what happens next. Um, People do all sorts of things. Everybody can't travel, obviously, but um, people do research. People change their names. People become involved in those communities where they live. You know, there's a there's a Nigerian association in Atlanta. There's a Cameroonian. You know, there are a whole bunch of, of associations where you are specifically. Um, the pl- mm. the one thing people are starting businesses. They're starting philanthropic organizations. They're writing books and plays and music. Like. The sky's the limit in terms of what people do once they um, find out that connection and the ways in which they explore those uh, ancestral connections.
4: I'm so— are, wow. are we doing
0: it, bro? Absolutely. I'm sitting here thinking about citizenship. I'm like, oh my God, dual <laughs> <laughs> citizen. I right. can be a citizen <laughs> of, of where my ancestors are from. Like, I, I don't know. That might be the most exciting thing that I've experienced in 2023 right now. That's amazing to that's, me.
4: That's pretty and I'm, amazing. And I'm
0: so happy that y'all are doing stuff like that. Yeah, that's, that's fantastic. Yeah.
2: You know, I wanted to mention one other thing. Do you guys have, do you all have children?
4: Yes, yes.
2: Mm-hmm. So, too. I feel very strongly that this is, we do this work for our kids. So, so many of our yes. kids are um, go to school in these multicultural, we'll just say, <laughs> multicultural mm-hmm. environments. And mm-hmm. yeah. they have these Ancestry Days. They have these International Days. And our kids get left out of that because they can't point to a country on the map that they come from. While all the other kids can point mm-hmm. to... Italy and El Salvador and, you know, wherever it is. Right. And so we've, we've had, I've seen firsthand where kids have asked their parents for the test because they want to know where they're from. And when, when they find out where they're from, then now they're siced because they can go and put a pin in the map on Cameroon or Mm -hmm. in Equatorial Mm -hmm. Guinea or wherever it is. And as parents, it's another way, depending on how old your kids are, it's another way to supplement their education. They can do the swabbing. Mm -hmm. And so now it's a a science lesson. When you talk about all the people in the family that can share the result, it's a math lesson. When you talk about why we have to take the test, it's a history lesson. And then once they get the results, forget about it. Every school project English history, arts, whatever it is, can be on that country and those people.
4: I love that. Oh, You speaking my language. I love that. I haven't thought about it that way. We've been doing Wild Black for a couple of years now. I, I think you will probably be episode, maybe like two hundred and three released. And oh,
0: man. the significance
4: of that number. It and I'm so appreciative for the for the time and the audience. But in all of that time. We have only had one episode that featured a white guest. And and that guest was a woman by the name of Diana Roman. And the reason that we brought her onto the show, and she's been a friend of the show since. I, she and I texted maybe a week ago, is that she is a descendant from the largest slave-owning family in American history. She's a descendant of the, depending on if you're black or white, the... Hairston or the Harston family. And one of the things that she talked about while she was here is records. And and the fact that from a Black American perspective, we talk about not having access to the records that can answer so many questions. And what she talked about here was that between her family and the other like five or six largest slave-owning families, the descendants have come together and have identified and found all these records. In her family alone, the number that she's quoted saying is that her records can provide answers to 4 million Black folks in and around this country. And the the struggle that they have had is that, and I don't know exactly where this comes from, but is funding to digitize and then share the records. And I know at one point they were they were partnering with the Mormon church. This was prior to COVID happening, so I don't know what's happened to that since. But the idea that between her family and the five or six others, they feel like they can help to answer questions for Black Americans for like 44% of us. Had you heard anything about that? And, and what are your thoughts on trying to move forward and do something like that?
2: I have not heard of that. And the first question that came to mind was answer, records of what? And answers to what? What type of answers? Did they, Right. you know, what's missing is from my understanding, and I am not a genealogist by any stretch of the imagination, <laughs> but it's, you know, we Lord weren't recorded we as, <laughs> as people <laughs> with last names mm-hmm. and, you know, other demographic information. And so if, in fact, those records contain that information, mm-hmm. then it sounds like, you know, it could be helpful for, for those folks, uh, those descendants. Yeah. Um, and then, you know, the Mormons are behind Ancestry.com. So I would imagine that the digitized oh, information would go there. I'm, I'm not sure. But, you know, speaking of white people, I was at the North Carolina Rice Festival last week. Mm-hmm. And I spoke... And did some reveals for people who had taken the test. And th- this festival celebrates the Gullah, Gullah Geechee heritage in North Carolina and the, the, the mm-hmm. Rice Coast heritage in North Carolina. Yep. And it was quite a mixed audience, to, quite to my surprise. Usually everybody in the room is black when I'm when I'm presenting. And there was a, a, mm-hmm. a white guy who p- looked like he was probably in his late 30s, maybe very early 40s. And he came up to me, made it a point to say, you know, I was thinking about this on the way over here. And I have taken those tests and
4: mm-hmm.
2: they have been identical to my family's story. So they have confirmed every family story that I know. And I cannot imagine not having a family story that DNA mm, could confirm. Mm. So he was so grateful for me presenting this information that gives people at least some part to their story. Right? I'm not going to tell you their names. I'm not going to tell you right. what they how they um, lived and how they contributed to society. But I can tell you the group. <clears throat> And how they um, how they worshipped, what they believed, what their strengths were, um, and and you can do research to learn about all of everything about the the group and how they migrated and all sorts of things. But um, even if it's just one portion of your family tree, for us who has none
3: It's like having a personalized superstore and entertainment hub right at your fingertips.
1: So why wait? Head over to Amazon.com forward slash prime and start experiencing entertainment like never before.
4: It, it, it is.
1: You know, it, in
4: telling that story, you, you you sparked another question for me. When, when I think about what a story does for me, right, It it not only tells you and me who I am, but it adds to how I am, right? For instance, I'm 47 years old today and I still remember a specific bee sting in my life that to this day dictates how I respond when I'm around a bee. I'm getting the hell out of there. Kids, you better keep up. Wife, duck. (laughs) The bee will not get me. But that came from a story when I was like nine years old. A bee got trapped in the car, lit my ass up. Right, it informs not just who I am, but how. <laughs> and so, what I started thinking, as you talked about the, the the white guy, was this: Well, answering these questions help us to understand not just who we are, but how we are. Right? And, am I an entrepreneur because of the tribe of people that I come from? Right? Is is art a math guy? And, and a tech guy, and 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 seeing the world black and white because of the people he's derived from? Are our activists who they are because of the people they derive from? Did the people they derive from, we derive from, you derive from, have that much of an impact on not just who, but the how we are? Mm-hmm. I,
0: I've
2: seen it time and time again. So I, I would say absolutely. And if if not you, it's maybe your family's traditions. You know, if you don't can't pinpoint something, cause because we exist because of again those thousands of lineages, but there could be right. family traditions or you know, ways you all communicate or the things that you eat, or so yes, absolutely. Absolutely.
4: Yeah. Art, right, brother,
0: you got anything, man? I got a million questions, but <laughs> I'm going to save them. (laughs) I'm just so excited.
2: There's one question that people always ask me that you guys haven't asked. Mm -hmm. And and that is, why should someone take this test? Mm
4: -hmm.
2: And there are a million reasons why you should take this test. But what I want to leave with, make sure I'm very clear about is, this is information we were not supposed to have. Slavery was yeah. a business. And in order for that business to operate as masterfully as it did, and all of the other businesses <laughs> that were as a part of the slave trade, right, the industries, we had to be disconnected. They had to disconnect us. If you don't know your name, if you can't speak your language, If you can't honor your ancestors, if your family is constantly being torn apart through sales or death, then you aren't rooted. You are that brook, that Chinese brook. You are that that Chinese tree that we started off the show with. And so we now have the opportunity to reconnect. And when you have the opportunity to reconnect, you must reconnect. Because you will always have a void if you don't know where you're from. And, and in yeah. order to live your life fully and to live your life purposefully, you need as much information about yourself as possible. And this is information that, as you've so wonderfully pointed out, um, informs your who and your how. So, tracing your ancestry with us is an act of resistance. Because mm. it's doing something mm. that they told us we would ne- should never do and could never do. It's an act of mm. healing. Because when you connect, you're now establishing new relationships, hopefully. You are learning about the people and, and you are honoring your ancestors from whom you may have been disconnected because you don't even think about them because you don't know who they are. And it's also an act of liberation. It's an act of freedom. Imagine the power that we have when Africa and Black America, or the diaspora, not just Americans, the diaspora, the people, Black folks in the Caribbean and South America and Europe, everywhere. When we come together and we support Africa, that's a whole nother conversation that that, you you could have. Mm -hmm. And so... There are mm-hmm. so many imperatives, but the ancestors want us to know who we who they are. You're going to want your grandkids to know yeah. your name. You're going to want your great grandkids to know you and their kids and their kids. And our ancestors feel the same way.
4: I, I love that you jumped in and answered that question. It was the next. I had two questions left. That was one of them. Oh. But the last question I wanted to okay. ask you is, is this. <laughs> it was a build on that question, right? When, when we talk about how we were cut off, right? How our freedom was taken. It, it was taken in, in far more ways than simply a chain, right? It, w- it was taken in far more ways than a boat and being removed from our homeland and our language yeah. and our religion. They enslaved us in so, so many ways. And so building on that question, what I wanted to end with is if you understand that freedom was taken in all these different capacities, then are we free today?
2: I don't think so. I don't think we're free. Um, yeah. No, the answer is no.
4: Yeah, yeah. Plain as day. We, I, I agree. All right. I saw you shaking your head, brother. What you got? Oh yeah, a- absolutely. I mean, I, I think
0: <laughs> the the I think a primary piece is is self discovery. Like and one thing that we as african americans and and our whole existence is a point of where are we from like like that being able to pinpoint that gives us a level of self awareness, but also gives us a more of a path of what freedom could look like or what it should look like because you know more about yourself, and so yeah, like we have a long way to go before we can be considered you know the the thought process of. Of free or what freedom is for someone who's black,
2: that a- that Africa void that exists, right? That lack of knowledge of or connection to Africa impacts us every day, mm-hmm. which is why I don't think we're free. It 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 is the mm-hmm. source of colorism. Mm-hmm. We're not free as long as we're looking at each other, and making judgments, and. Uh, based on skin color, opportunity, giving opportunities based on skin color. It impacts the way we view Africans, our African brothers and sisters, all the negative stereotypes that persist, African booty scratchers, stuff like that. We're not free when we when we aren't connected to our cousins, our brothers and mm-hmm. sisters. And that Africa void informs the way that society looks at us. We're not human. That's why George Floyd can be assassinated and Breonna Taylor. And, and mm-hmm. I don't even want to name the other names because it, it's, it's such a horrible, horrific um, situation. But they don't see us as mm-hmm. people because of our Africanness. Mm-hmm. So we're not free until we embrace, mm-hmm. understand our Africanness so that we can then come together and and then we're gonna be
4: free.
0: Yeah, yeah. I I have I have one big question, and I was trying to figure out how to ask it uh, really quick, <laughs> but it, it's big. It, it's you're good, bro. Like when you when you think about like the grand scheme of like what DNA can actually kind of show you, um, and then also with the knowledge that African is the origin of civilization of humanity, like. At some point, do you believe we will get to the point where our database is so amazing? Or let's say specifically your database is so amazing that any individual within the total population of the world can take the African ancestry test and get that delineation of this is the source of where you come from.
4: Mm.
2: So... Okay, I, I appreciate the, the the last part of that because anybody can take our test now. The time frame mm-hmm. of our analysis is 500 to 2,000 years, and so if you are a European, you know, if you live your life as a white person, then chances yep. are we're not going to find your ancestry in the past 500 to 2,000 years. But what we do know, mm-hmm. based on what you just said, is that The mother of humanity was an African woman. The father of humanity Mm. was an African man. And so if you go back 100,000 years, yes, we all are going to have African ancestry. So it just depends on the time frame that you're looking at. Um, So I don't know that our database as it is would help most people who aren't of African descent. But what I can tell you is the African Ancestry Database of the Future that will be used to help Black people with diseases, with precision medicine, will be able to help everybody.
4: I love it. I love it. I love it. Gina? end of the time for us. What we always do at the end is we give the mic to our guests to say whatever parting words you have for the Wild Black family. We also ask that you tell them how they can find you, how they can support you, how they can engage with you and or African Ancestry. And the the floor is yours, my friend.
2: Oh man. Okay. So we are AfricanAncestry.com. We're on all the social media, at African Ancestry. We're on YouTube. It's at African Ancestry DNA. And you can support us by taking the test. You can support us by telling other people about the test that we offer. You can support us by tracing your family tree and learning more about your family here, uh, wherever you are today. And then hopefully, you know, that will spark interest in the rest of your family to take it farther um, to Africa. You can support us by honoring the ancestors. Every time I say the words African ancestry, I'm honoring the ancestors. So you can help us by taking a moment every morning to honor your ancestors. Um, And in In closing, I think what I want to say is I am so glad to have been on the Wild Black podcast (laughs) with you all. And I also appreciate your enthusiasm for the work that we're doing. We're celebrating our 20th anniversary this entire year. So we're going across the world. We're going to 16 cities in eight countries on four continents. And seven of those cities are here. In the U.S. and so when we come to Atlanta, I would love if we could reveal your ancestry, the two of you. So maybe take the test. You you will have to wait until August to get to get your results. But um, I think it would be powerful to celebrate your ancestry in community in. in Atlanta and I know people are listening all over the country so if you check out africanancestry.com and follow us you'll see when we'll be in your city and we come out and celebrate with us there
4: Listen Gina you we can say that but a word bro. You tell me I'm with it You tell me where to be when yep, to be let's do it We will be there okay. We should do an episode we'll We should we should there. do an episode
2: Yeah you could do a live from there maybe or Recorded. Yeah, we
0: should do a live let's Wild Black episode and 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 we reveal our African ancestry on Wild Black. Look,
4: none but a word. Let's let's make it happen.
2: And I want to say thank you to Wahid.
4: <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
1: right, Wild Black, peace. We love you. We out. You. We out. Hey there.